1: Well, hello, and thanks for listening. Hello, Charles. How are oh, you? E, I'm good. Thanks. Excited about today? I am really excited about today because today it's just going to be Charlie and myself, and we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, self-development. Yankees? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be your favorite topic. No, I'm going to be talking about my favorite topic, which is personal development and why we should even bother with it. Well, I get to
2: cheat with this, right? Like I say sometimes with the guests, but um, with us, I have been uh, reaping the benefits of what you have taught me and shared with me about self-improvement. So I've never been this
1: improved. (laughs) Yes, you are much improved. (laughs) No, you know, I wanted to talk about self-development and the importance of it because a lot of times what I find is people will... Not really give it the amount of thought that it needs. It's not like, I'm doing fine. There's no issue. You know, I made it through my childhood. Everything's okay. And I get all of that. And you can even have like a camp of people that will say, well, you know, self-development work, you know, isn't that kind of selfish? You know, aren't you being sort of egotistical, really just focusing on yourself? You know, isn't it kind of self-indulgent? And I am here to say, I am giving that a resounding no. Right. It's definitely no.
2: And I'll just go one step further. You know, whenever we do our research on anything that we do, I am just amazed at how everybody agrees with our content, but always says it doesn't apply to them. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> Every time there's any kind of self-improvement, it's like, Could be alcohol. well, you know, I know somebody that should give you a call. Right. I mean, there how many is, times have we heard that?
2: Uh, research. Uh, it, everybody agrees with the issue. There are problems in the world. Everybody agrees the workplace can be improved, but the problems are caused by others. Right. So,
1: and so, you know, the reason I like to focus on self-development work and why it's important is because if you think about, now think about yourself, Charles, mm-hmm. you know, if you think about how you go through your day, right? Mm-hmm. And the number of people that you touch in any given day, starting with Family members. So, you know, close family members, distant family members, people you encounter on the road, people you encounter at the coffee shop, people you encounter at work. Every single one of those people that you come in contact with, are you making them better or are you making it worse? It's sort of a
2: takeoff on, well, are you better off now than you were four years ago? so i are, are you leaving a positive impact on the people you interact with making their lives better or not? and I'm thinking what, what you just said, I must come in to maybe a hundred people a day right between, between um getting coffee, right leaving the the our compound right track to the gym, going to the gym right all of the above I bet a hundred people's lives are there to be impacted every day.
1: Yeah, I agree. And you want to make sure that at a minimum, you do no harm. And so if you're walking around and you're in an angry mood, you're going to impact the people that you come in contact with. Like think about even if you go to the store or let's say you go to Starbucks and the barista is a little bit surly. Think about how that leaves it just a not very good feeling or, you know, you run into somebody or you're on the road and somebody, you know, gives you the business, as our old bus driver used to say, um, you know, it just you don't feel very good. And then we go into the office and instead of people feeling collaborative, they're feeling like everybody's competing against each other. It gets very, very tense. So,
2: OK, so when I did my care program, um, I came up with the same roadblocks that I'm going to share One with you right now. And so, you know, basically what you're saying is just be nice. And that's, and that's not really what you're saying. That's not what I'm saying. And what does just being nice have to do with personal development?
1: Right. And it's not about just be nice because being nice, just be nice is fake. That's number one. So really, you cannot change anyone in your environment. I can't change Charles. Charles can't change me. I can't change anybody that I come in contact with. If I think they're surly, I can't really do anything about it. But the one person that I can do something about is moi. Correct. And you hear that all the time. But how do you actually do that? So we're going to be talking about that today. Like, where do you start? How do you start? What can you do? Because if you're telling yourself you want world peace, but your home is not peaceful, that's where you need to start. If everybody's house was peaceful, we would have world peace. And I don't mean fake peace. I mean everybody's in it together, feeling good, feeling happy, feeling collaborative, glad to be there, kind of peace. That would be uh that would be
2: pretty cool, right? Right now. Uh-oh. So um I agree. And the first my first takeaway on self-improvement and self-development is it's not about my agenda on others. It's not about um being critical of others or judgmental of others. It's only about the person in the mirror, so to speak. Right. That's exactly
1: right. Okay. And a lot of times what happens is is we tend not to change until we have a big life event. And a life event event can be positive, it can be negative. So marriage, divorce, job change, move, loss of a job, loss of a loved one, loss of even a pet. I mean, any of that can be a big catalyst for change because the way you were doing things in the past is no longer the way that you're going to be doing things in the future.
2: So a major event or a life-changing event is a good place to start by default.
1: Well, it can be, but I'm saying something a little bit deeper. I say why wait for the big event? Start looking at what you can start doing today so that when the big events happen, everything doesn't fall apart,
2: right? So I in the past I would say I'm going to I'm going to do better. I'm going to get a job. Right. <laughs> then I'm going to focus on that and right. you know what you're saying is
1: just do better start right now. Well, no, that's not what I'm saying. (laughs) I'm not saying just start, just be better right now. What does that mean exactly? Meaning you don't have to wait for an event. No. And so what I'm saying is it's it's time to start now just looking at different ways that you can start improving your life. Okay. And one of the things that I like to talk about is, especially now that it's January, I like to say, let's start tidying up, right? So we want to tidy up mind we want to tidy up our body, we want to tidy up our spirit, but how do we actually do that? So the first way to do that it doesn't have to get complicated. You don't even have to go buy a fancy journal, go to Walmart, get yourself a notebook. That's all you need. Just throw some paper in a binder. It doesn't have to be fancy. Actually, I think the less fancy, the better. and ask yourself on a scale of zero to ten ten being your're like super joyful off the charts. Zero, you're in despair, you're in deep anger. Where are you in terms of how you're feeling right at this second in time? Like, how do you feel? Are you kind of, eh? are you joyful? If you're joyful, then, you know, you can just turn this off. Um, But if you're anything other than joyful, there's always room for improvement. So your point is that um, feeling joy mm-hmm. is what
2: you're looking for.
1: Yeah. And you're not always going to feel joy on a daily basis. I mean, we know that. But that's really what you're striving for. That feeling of when you wake up in the morning, you feel happy. You're ready to get the day rolling. You're feeling pretty good. You're thinking about getting in the car. And as you're on your way to work, you're excited about getting to work. You're excited about being with your coworkers. And I understand that we don't live in nirvana, that there's a lot of stuff going on. But the way we're actually approaching it can make a difference as to what our experience is. So I love, I love what Wayne Dyer used to say. He used to just say, change your thoughts, change your life. I know that's not that easy, but at least get started. So if you're honest with yourself Mm
2: -hmm. as a start and you put down how you feel on a scale of one to 10, Mm -hmm. that's an indication of maybe how much um, self development work you need. If you put three, Yeah. And
1: I mean, you don't even have to look at it that way, right? It doesn't mean that, oh, I'm going to need some really deep work, right? I mean, you just want to start looking at how am I feeling today? Like what's going on? Because we can get really caught up in the day-to-day minutiae and not really take a moment to focus on how we're feeling and understand that when we start focusing on how we're feeling and we start doing things to better how we're feeling, we will also impact the people that are closest to us, that are around us. And and that's what I like to always say about self-development work. Like even if you're 88 years old, it still makes sense to work on yourself because everybody you come in contact with, you will make a difference in their lives, either negatively or positively. So if you think about it, right, so if you've got little kids at home and you're doing some self-development work and you're starting to feel better about yourself – Your kids are going to be happier when they're in your presence. And if your kids are happy when they go out into the world, they're going to be impacting people in a more positive way. And then when they have their own kids, they'll be able to impact in a more positive way because it's going to already be in their subconscious mind. They're already going to know how to look at things in a bit more positive way. They're not even going to have to work at it that much. And you're going to impact generation after generation. And actually, you know, When I see all the war that's going on and people coming from really depressed areas, all of that creates trauma. And so we think like, well, we survived that trauma. We went on. We had our lives. There's no issue. Please understand that unless you've actually taken a look at yourself and worked through it, there will always be an issue and there will always be an impact. So that's why it's very important to work on yourself so that as you move forward, you break The cycle and you move forward in a more positive way and focus mainly
2: in this instance on myself and not what I'm hearing from others or what good is it if if uh, everybody else is crazy, so to speak. It's really about me.
1: It's always about us because what we try to do is we try to control our environment. So we try to control the people in our environment. We try to control our coworkers. We just feel like if everybody just did what I said, everything would be fine. And that's not really the right way to look at it. It's more about what can I do to make a positive impact? I love when Carolyn Mays one time when I saw her in a workshop basically said, like, don't worry about the vibe in the room. Worry about what vibe you're bringing to the room.
2: mm
1: And that's where self-development work comes in, because when we bring that good vibe to the room, we can really shift what's going on. So it's already time for our first break. So stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we're discussing self-development. We'll be right back.
2: Hey, everyone. Charlie here. Did you know Eva and I have a really cool e-commerce shopping site? It's shopcharlieandeva.com. Check it out. You'll find custom designs that might just make a statement about you. And some great gift items too. That's shopcharlieandiva.com. We're adding more designs every month, so be sure to keep checking back in. One last time shopcharlieandiva.com.
0: And now let's return to corporate talk with Charlie and Eva on talkzone.com.
2: All right, guys, welcome back. Segment two. Um, we're talking self development and self improvement today with uh me and eva Mm -hmm. and uh eva gave us a great um intro early on um it's about us it's about the impact we make on others it's about interacting with how many people during the day that we can be positive with and um also time to start self-assessing right um where are we in that journey right now and what can we do to start improving it
1: Right. And I would also like to add that, you know, if you start looking internally and you find that you are someone that has had severe trauma in your life or have some very deep rooted unresolved issues, you know, please make sure that you go for some type of therapy with a licensed counselor that actually specializes in what you're suffering with because that really will make a difference. Um, but if you're finding that you're just kind of in this low level stress, you're stressed out. You're not too happy. Everything's feeling kind of blah. Everything's looking a little gray. There are some things that you can start doing. And I think one of the places where you can really start is by, I always like to say tidying up. So I, I mentioned tidying up earlier. But, you know, look at your car. Look at your office space. Look at your home. Where can you start letting go of things? Um, I have been doing that for a lot of years but recently we, we did a little Marie condo on our, um, mm. <laughs> on our bedroom and there was still more stuff to get rid of in terms of clothes, clothes we weren't wearing, um, old stuff. It just, when you start letting go of all that stuff, when you clean up your space, it just feels lighter right off the bat. Um,
2: just want to, a couple of things that are not acceptable is, What's the difference? Why bother? Who cares? We have to throw all that away too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree early on when we first, when you were first sharing self development and self improvement with me, I thought I had it, right? I thought I was cool. I thought I was making progress. And you say, open up the trunk. How's it look? What trunk? The trunk in your car said so I got to clean that too I said well no you don't have to do anything but that's a reflection of you as well right and i said oh my god i need so much work i needed so much more work right
1: well it's just a place to start right because every place that you have a lot of clutter it it gets in your way i mean it's not pleasant to sit in a cluttered office it's not pleasant to sit in a cluttered home it's not pleasant to sit in a cluttered car it starts to feel very confining you can't find anything. You overbuy. You're embarrassed to even have people come into this space. You know, you don't even think about that until, let's say you're going to go pick somebody up. And all of a sudden you look around at the car and you think, oh my gosh, I mean, this thing is filthy. I haven't even really paid attention. But you're sitting in the middle of that every day. You want a pleasant environment. I look at it like I was burying debris. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I
2: said, if I do that, In the car, maybe I'm doing the same thing to myself, not realizing it, you know?
1: Right. And as you start clearing out your space, the next thing to start look at is clearing out your thoughts. I always like to talk about tidying up your thoughts starts with your programming. Now, we all think that we're very independent thinkers. We've talked about this before. We think we're very independent thinkers, that we've really made up our own mind. But honestly, we are all working off of old programming. And programming that came from a long time ago, be it parents, teachers, things that you read, you really want to start looking at what is it that I'm letting into my programming? Because that programming then is clouding up my future. So your past, you don't want your past to become your future. You want this present moment where you're very present, thinking about what you want in a positive way to impact your future.
2: And one of the things I've learned is in, as you call it, tidying up the physical spaces, whether it's in the car or the home, it also keeps me occupied and doesn't have me become lazy a newsmonger, lazy person, right? I'm always kind of moving forward by um, always trying to make improvements, which I think is a big help to me.
1: It's a big help. And also looking at the people that you're surrounded by makes a big difference too. Um, I even remember when I was young that we were a little bit competitive, the group that I hung out with. And I really credit that for helping me move forward in my career. Had I not had a group that was competitive, that was interested in working, I'm not sure that I would have motivated myself to do what I did, Yeah. you know, to go to school at night because everybody was going to school at night. I didn't want to be the odd man out. I wanted to be part of that group. I also wanted to move forward. So I think that really makes a big difference is who you hang out with. And some of the people that you hang out with are actually in the media. And so you need to actually watch what all you're letting in. Watching a lot of violent action movies, as much as I like some of those movies, you have to be careful because it can start getting into your psyche and it can also start anesthetizing you a little bit to violence.
2: You said something just now that I want to go over. I would like that. Um, about who you hang out with. Mm-hmm. And I get that, and I'm thinking, you know, um, about people that mm-hmm. I know, but then you said, if you're basically a seven by twenty four newsmonger, that's who you're hanging out with, right, and that never occurred to me,
1: right? That's who we're hanging out with mm-hmm. and that's crazy, well, and you're hanging out with them, but in a way that doesn't even let you interact, so there's no actual discussion, conversation, you're not, um, you're not having any discourse with these people, you're just listening and listening and listening. And you think it's not soaking in, but it is soaking in. Yeah. And yeah. so that's why you have to be very careful about what you're reading, how much you're reading, getting out a little bit going for a walk, kind of tidying up the different sources that are coming in. Because make no mistake, when you listen to advertising, advertising is always basically trying to make you feel bad so that you then turn around and buy their product because their product will improve your life, right? So you want to be careful of that. That's
2: also a good indicator now in Internet land, right? Because when we surf on a product, we start getting ads for that product now. Right. And that's a good indicator. You know, we're getting ads for plague spreading stuff, (laughs) you know, we need to tone it down a little bit, maybe.
1: Well, I mean, if you're looking at, even if you're looking at makeup or weight loss or any of these different things, it's always about making you feel not as good as the person that's actually trying to sell you this product, that there's always something deficient. And one of the things that I find from doing self-development work and looking internally is that we start feeling good about ourselves. You know, when you start feeling good about yourself, where you're at, that makes all the difference. Then you can decide from just kind of a very calm, grounded place. Yeah, well, maybe I could improve a little bit in this area. Let's say, for example, and we'll talk about the body in a little bit, but like, let's even just say like weight loss, right? There's a difference between I hate the way I look. I hate my body. I hate everything about this this physical form of mine is compared to, oh, you know, I put on a couple pounds or maybe I put on more than a couple pounds. I should just lose that weight. You know, I should probably do something about it. That's a way different vibe and attitude than I hate everything about myself.
2: I get it. So if you start developing how you think and feel about yourself, Mm -hmm. as a natural byproduct of that, you will leave people you interact with feeling better as well.
1: Right. Because you're just feeling good about where you're at. That's just naturally going to shoot in. You're going to be nicer. You're going to smile more. You're going to be more interactive. You're not going to get as angry as quickly. It yeah. makes a huge difference. And not to go off topic for a quick second is, mm-hmm. you know, that also comes out in an
2: interview, right? If you're in the workplace, if you're, you know, doing some career development work or you're looking for work or you're at work, your, your personal demeanor comes out in your interactions and you become, you know, a go-to person. Because you're easy to interact with and you leave people feeling better.
1: Right. And it's always about that you you should know your job well. I mean, because there are the people that have a lot of personality, but then if they don't know their job well, after a while, that kind of slips to the wayside. But if you've got both, Mm -hmm. it's a winning combination. Mm -hmm. I mean, people want to be around you. If people want to be around you, they'll make sure that you're around you, especially if you're really good at what you do
2: hmm.
1: And so and to become good at what you do, you have to be excited about what you do. You have to be interested, at least in what you do. And when you're coming from a just a calm, grounded place of that, I know I can learn this. I know I can get good at it. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to learn this new skill that makes such a difference in even your learning and what you pick up. I'm excited to
2: leave people feeling better than when. Before I got there.
1: <laughs> right.
2: That, that is something as well.
1: Right. And so, you know, another place that you can start looking at, and we touched on it briefly, is looking at tidying up your body. I don't think people understand how important taking care of yourself Truly is for everything, for career success, for relationship success, because if you don't feel good on that day to day bodily level, you're gonna not, you're not gonna be able to keep up that good feeling. You know, you're not gonna be able to spread that joy because you yourself are not feeling well. And one of the, one of the places that we really can start looking at is what we're eating and drinking.
2: Mm.
1: and I don't think people look at that enough. So we are going to be starting um, another coach, Paula Kutcher and our, and myself are going to be starting a group on February 17th for becoming sugar-free. And if you want some info on that, you can just email me at Eva at charlieandiva.com. Um, but we're going to be looking at going sugar-free and you'll hear that all the time. Like, Well, why would I let go of sugar? I love sugar. We're going to be talking about all that. But at the end of the day, when you look at it closely, you can see that sugar, although it's in everything, isn't really good for us. Mm. And some people, especially when you're younger, you can get away with eating too much sugar and your body will keep compensating. But after a while, your body doesn't compensate anymore. So look at What am I overeating or what am I over drinking? I hear all the time, like it's wine o'clock somewhere or, you know, get me a big glass of wine or they'll show, (laughs) I only have a glass of wine with dinner. Um, so I see and then the, they'll have like a huge gallon glass of wine. It'd be a big joke.
2: I see all the, uh, the, uh, disconnect clicks when we talked about <laughs> sugar. And now I see.
1: And now it's like a double disconnect uh, click. <laughs> What's wrong with them? <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I'm going to give so up. Like,
2: hey, hung up old Mr. Normal. Don't try and gain my trust.
1: Right. Um, and, and also when you're looking at, letting go of some of these things it can be really difficult because a lot of people don't want to let go of it i actually had somebody argue with me the other day that alcohol is um not a toxin that it's actually a like a cleanser that if you have a martini before dinner it can help remove viruses and bacteria now i think that's like from the 1700s was the research done yeah. on it um but let's face it, you know if you're drinking too much. You know if you're eating too much sugar. This is one place that you really want to start looking at your diet, even being over-caffeinated. Um, I teach a lot of workshops on stage fright, and one of the things I realized that a lot of people with anxiety are actually just over-sugared and over-caffeinated. And just cleaning up the caffeine before even touching the sugar made a huge difference in anxiety levels. It really does. Well,
2: I need the lift.
1: Mm, Right. That's exactly right. So if you're not getting good sleep, which that can impact it. I mean, there's a number of factors that can impact good sleep, but diet can really impact good sleep. And so if you're not getting enough good sleep, you wake up and you're tired and you get some caffeine and then the caffeine wears off and then you grab something sugary and then the sugar, you get that boost and then the sugar wears off. So then you need another boost and another boost and you're walking around a little bit crazy. I mean, we had this conversation with Megan McNeely last month and she talked about the same thing that she got herself so frenetic that she got sick from it.
2: I agree. And um, I just want to say, by the way, the quest for, Self-development and self-improvement. We are equal part teammates in that quest and this applies to us as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we struggle with this also and we're just, um, learning that the using the right tools does make a difference.
1: Yeah. Using the right tools makes a huge difference, but just looking at what you do objectively makes a huge difference. Not looking at yourself from a judgment, not looking at yourself from, oh, you know, I have to, this is like one more thing I have to do. I don't want to deal with it. Just looking at it very objectively will make a huge difference. Cool. So I want to keep talking on on this subject, but we have to take our next break. Stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we will be right back. Let's face it, getting noticed at work can be tough. tough. And if you're someone that struggles with anxiety when giving a presentation, voicing your opinion, or sharing your skills with other professionals, it can be even tougher. Hi, I'm Eva Lewandowski and I know how it feels. You have the confidence, yet when all eyes are on you, the fear can kick in. I tried everything from Toastmasters to hypnosis, and nothing helped. But in my search, I uncovered a secret. There was nothing wrong with me. I just needed the right combination of tools and support. So I developed my own program that teaches you how to calm the physical symptoms, stop the negative self-talk, and shows you how to confidently step into the role of leader, regardless of your job title. If you do the work, this program is not only effective, it's fast. So reach out to me at Eva at Charlieandeva.com for a free 30-minute consultation. It's your turn to step into the spotlight.
0: Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on Talk Zone.
1: Hey, thanks for staying with us. Uh, this is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our topic today is why bother with self development?
2: Mm.
1: So, before the break, we were talking about working on our body. And I was just saying that what we want to do is when we when we work on our body, or when we work on any issue that we may have, but body tends to be a big one, we want to always look at it from a place of non judgment, and a place of improvement without being hateful about it. So it's not that I hate my body. Um, I hate the way it looks. It's more of okay, it looks like I need to let go of some stuff or it looks like I need to improve my endurance or my weight or any of that. How can I start doing that? There's always opportunity to care more. There's always opportunity. And you have to also look at your individual circumstance because every single person is different. And I've always said this about coaching as a life coach myself. Life coaching is not one-size-fits-all, and dieting is not one-size-fits-all, no pun intended. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody is different. So I can't eat gluten, and we've been gluten-free now for, I don't know, two, three years. It's been a long time, and I just don't eat it. And in the beginning, it was hard because I would – kind of worry about, well, what do I say to people? If I go to somebody's house, what do I say? And so after a while, I got very good at just saying, I don't eat gluten. I just don't eat it. And now we've been sugar-free since July, and it's the same thing with sugar we just say we don't eat it. And if we decide we want some, it was like way down the road that we can now, we are now to the point where if we want some, it's a special occasion. It's not just because it's Tuesday. Right. And
2: I know I I agree. Uh, I like saying I don't, not I can't. Uh, It's more empowering. It it takes away all the conversation. Well, it sucks to be you. Mm -hmm. You know, I said, no, I don't, you know, it's different. Um, And the other thing that I learned, um, is with the gluten and now with the sugar, it's not a little bit at a time. It's not, oh, I don't have that much or I eat it here and there. It's zero. And that is the, that's where the big change comes in. That's where the big change came in, went zero, not occasionally. Right. The same is true with alcohol, zero, not occasionally. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not saying that, you know, it's not a good place to start occasionally, but in order to become free, you have to be free, (laughs) right?
1: Yeah, I think that's a really good way of putting it, because that is what happened. We did become free of it, and now, the other day, I threw away Hershey Kisses. Mm. Now, this is a true story, I was working in Rhode Island, and I was with a team. We were all very close on the team, and someone brought in a bag of Hershey Kisses, and she kept bringing them in, and there were these new kinds. They were chocolate-covered cherry Hershey Kisses, which were just phenomenal. And I was eating them. Now, I have a little bit of a weight problem, but not anything major, But the project manager actually stopped me and said, because I was stressed out, he cut me off, he cut me off. He said, I am worried, I am concerned for your health, Mm -hmm. right? I'm concerned for your health with the way you are eating these Hershey Kisses. I mean, the the wrappers were just flying, and I was focusing on something and not even paying attention to how many kisses I was eating. I mean, it was just like boom, 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 and I would think to myself, well, I'll stop in the car, I'll stop at Target on the way To the hotel and I'll get some more and, you know. Because I'm in the zone here. I'm in the zone and, you know, I feel bad that I ate her kisses, but I'll buy her some more tomorrow or whatever. And now I actually threw away Hershey Kisses. It did not take willpower. It did not take, it just didn't take anything. It just, I, I just didn't want them. And that's the power of being free of something where you decide if you're going to eat it or not. And that's where. You know, cutting yourself off completely makes all the difference. Now, it does take some work. And again, I will say that I am starting a group starting February 17th and, um, with Paula and please join us again. It's eva at charlieandeva.com. Um, and I can give you more information on that because there is more to it. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there is a period where it's going to take some work to get past it. But then after that, the willpower is gone. And you found that with alcohol too. You let go of alcohol. Yes.
2: It, it takes some work, but um, it was way less painful than I thought it would be. And again, I'm um, freer and lighter as a result. Right.
1: Yeah. And we're both freer and lighter when we let go of sugar. And, and it's refined not I can't. Foods. It's I don't. Right. Which is so much more empowering. But look at your diet and look to see how you can start cleaning it up and look to see how you're impacted by it. Because we use food as for so many different things. We use it as a way to not get in touch with our feelings. We use it as a stress reliever. We um, use it as social, as a social event. We use it as love a lot of times. And getting around that and starting to change it takes a lot of just changing that internal thought programming that we've had. And the ability to start standing up for yourself And actually, that was another thing that I realized when I was working on my stage fright class. So many of us don't have practice in just talking and standing up for ourselves. And one of the ways you can stand up for yourself is by also telling people what your new food choices are. And it doesn't make you very popular at first. But then after a while, people just accept it.
2: I agree with that. We do not have practice in our day-to-day um, with regards to standing up for ourselves. It's easier to follow. It's easier to follow with the most aggressive.
1: Always. Yeah. And, and food is, is a really a big place where people get very aggressive because they don't want to let go of it. But when you start letting go of things that don't make you feel well, you just feel so much better. That in and of itself, before you even change your thoughts or, or people you're hanging out with, Makes a huge difference in how you feel.
2: With the alcohol, I would get, that's really good that you don't drink. Uh, What kind of wine do you want? I said, no, no, (laughs) I'm not drinking. No, no. It's not a joke. But it's wine. Yeah, right. You drink wine, don't you? With your meal. Right. No, I don't drink. You don't drink anything? What's wrong with you? You know, that's, so I'm saying, all right, I'll have a little wine, you know, and it's easy to do that. In the early days, days, yeah. With those
1: guys, then, no, I don't drink wine. Either. But then it got to the point where you did say that. Mm -hmm. And after a while people just don't even ask you. It's just But that's when the
2: change really took hold when I started to say it.
1: Right, because when and when you have just a little bit, it still has a hold on you. It still has a hold on you because it is addictive. Sugar is addictive, processed foods are addictive, and alcohol is addictive. But I think
2: yeah, I think it was a combination of being empowered that I actually do believe this, and I am actually saying I don't from my heart.
1: Right, right. right. It's and, not a willpower thing anymore. Yeah, right. right. It's not a willpower thing. And just a little side note, in case you didn't know, but I don't remember what year it was, but a few years back, um, Nestle bought Jenny Craig. Mm. So think about that. You know, the thing that actually the sugar, which contributed contributes to weight gain, is now owning the company that will then help you lose the weight. It's a jungle out there. It's a jungle out there, my friend. Yeah. Yes, it is. It absolutely is. And also, I want you to think about the bliss point. So the bliss point is the combination of sugar, fat, and salt that makes a food so palatable that you can't eat just one. Yeah. And that's what makes the food addictive. And manufacturers, and I say manufacturers because it's not really a restaurant and it's not a grower. It's a manufacturer. They manufacture foods that heighten the bliss point. So they create a food that when you eat it, you truly can't just have one bite. But the problem with it is it doesn't nourish you. It doesn't help you feel better and it makes and you don't get full from it. So that's why you can have, like, three Big Macs and be like, hmm, not really that full from it, but you've had, like, a zillion calories. Mm, And you're not truly nourished from it either. So I'm just inviting you to start taking a look at what you're putting in your body and how you can change it. And I guarantee when you start eating well, and you cut out all the extra stuff that's not good for you, and you throw in all the stuff that's good for you, and you use things like you put in some butter, you use some like really good sour cream, you don't get any of the fat-free stuff anymore, you get the good stuff, but you let go of the other stuff, you are going to be happy with what you're eating, you're going to look forward to what you're eating, and you're going to feel good. It's going to make a huge difference. In your world and the people around you's world, Right. So then the last thing I wanted to talk about in terms of tidying up is tidying up your spirit. Mm. You know, so many times we look to other sources to help us make decisions when we know in our hearts what a good decision is, but we have to get to a place where we start tapping into that inner knowledge and into our intuition and into our gut One of the ways to do that is to meditate. I think people make meditation way too complicated. It just doesn't have to be complicated at all. So going for a walk just with you and your thoughts, that's a meditation. Mm. Taking a minute or two, sitting down for a minute or two and clearing your thoughts is a meditation. You don't need a whole hour. I mean, if you could do an hour, that's great. But if you don't have time, and few of us do have that time, taking a minute, taking two minutes, just clearing your mind. So I don't have to go up to the mountains, sit and with my legs crossed, and listen
2: to George Harrison play the sitar. You do.
1: But your basic person does not. But, yeah, you should. <laughs> they always say if you don't have 20 minutes for meditation, then you need 40. Mm-hmm. Right? Um but yeah, you don't have to start from this crazy, it's got to be an hour, I've got to give it an hour. You can start really small and also understand things like doing crafts or painting or needlework or any of those different things are also meditations because it's just enough of an, of an activity to kind of stop that mind shatter.
2: Yeah, I don't think enough of us really understand what it means to feel better about yourself. It's hard. you know.
1: Yeah, it is hard because we get pummeled from so many different places. So that's why it's so important that at least a couple times a day you just shut it down, even if it's just for a minute, mm-hmm. and take that minute and just clear your thoughts. I sometimes do it at traffic lights. I don't close my eyes, but I just kind of clear my thoughts. I don't think about anything else just for the whole time of that light. And, you know, in
2: Florida, the lights are three minutes. Mm, so you could have a whole three-minute meditation. Really improve just yeah, going to the store. Yeah, you
1: have a huge, a huge improvement. So I want to talk about this a little bit more, but it's time for our next break. Stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we'll be right back.
0: Care Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning shared leadership training seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization, regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for courage to take action relevant to everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information, go to charlieandeva.com. That's charlieandeva.com. Welcome back to corporate talk with Charlie and Eva on talkzone.com
2: Ooh, okay segment four man are we getting a lot today you know in the beginning um, Eva suggested we get a notebook and just on a scale of one to ten uh, write down our overall feeling about ourselves mm-hmm. I'm thinking you need multiple charts one for your mind, one for your body how do you feel? One for your, you know, your environment. I mean, it's just crazy. Where does it end?
1: Well, and that was the other thing I was going to talk about is in that notebook, as you're writing that down, you want to do that on a daily basis. Just give a check in with yourself. How am I feeling? And what am I feeling? And answer that question. What am I feeling? What are my feelings? Communicate with yourself. Yeah, we don't ask ourselves that enough and we don't answer it enough.
2: So. Before the break, we were talking, you were talking about meditation and how you don't need a special place or time to mm-hmm. med- meditate. I, I sp-
1: mean, if you have one, it is good. I mean, if you can just carve out some time in the morning, I think that's perfect. What do we expect to get out of a meditation? What is the goal? You don't have to have a goal. Right. Meditation doesn't necessarily have a goal. It's really about clearing your mind so that you have a moment of calm and peace, just letting go of the stuff. You can come back to worrying later. What it does is it helps you start getting grounded faster. So as you clear out some of that clutter, it just helps you get a little bit of calm. And it also can give you some clarity. So if you ask yourself a question as you sit down to meditate, For that, you need some time. Just see what comes to you. Let those thoughts kind of come in. Let them come and go. But just see what your inner guidance is telling you. If you've got some kind of pressing problem, take a minute, ask yourself that question, clear your mind, and see if anything comes. But really, you don't want to put pressure on yourself to come up with some kind of big epiphany in that moment. Just put it out there and let it go. It takes practice to let it go. It takes practice to clear your mind. That's why you want to do it every day, even if you only have two or three minutes or even just a minute. Just practice letting stuff go. And think about how many times in a day you could sit down for 60 seconds. You can even use a timer on your phone because I've done that. Give yourself that 60 seconds. Just clear your mind for a second. And at first, you're not going to be able to do it, but just work it and practice it and just clear your mind and clear your mind and clear your mind and see what happens. you got to be careful, too, because what I'm
2: getting is I can have negative meditation, too. Like I can clear my mind to try to figure out how I can catch up to the guy that just cut me off.
1: No. That's not what you're doing. You're not clearing your mind to figure out how to do anything. You're just clearing your mind to see what your guidance is saying. So if what you're doing is when you're coming out of meditation and you're getting angrier, mm. then that's a different issue. You need to start looking at your thoughts because what you're trying to do is you're trying to control somebody else. And we're talking about controlling yourself, Ah, right? And getting deep with yourself. So that is a good question, but it really is about looking at yourself, not trying to control What anybody else does, you're looking at how can I shift the way I'm thinking about that? Why do I think that everybody on the road has to do what I tell them to do, right? Why do I think that everybody in my family, if they would just do what I tell them to do, are going to be better off? Right. Why do I think I know everything? I need to look at myself. What do I want? How do I want to live my life? What makes me happy? You know, we don't always know what makes us happy. We think if, if that guy, you know, if my husband acts differently, if my wife acts differently, if my kids do something different, if my kids do what I tell them to do, that will make me happy. No, it's about coming into it from happiness first and then approaching everybody. Wow. Tricky. It is tricky and it takes some work. And that's why self-development work is so important because when you start looking at things that way and you start bringing a calm to the table and you start bringing happiness to the table, you will positively affect the people that you touch. And every person that you touch in a positive way is going to walk away from you feeling better. Now, I understand that's not going to happen every single time. But if that happens more times than not, you then affect the trajectory. You can affect the trajectory of other people's lives. And to take
2: a lesson learned from you in this show, if it doesn't happen, my concern is what I'm bringing to the table, my projection, not what how the other people around me are reacting or dealing with it.
1: Right. Because one of the things that I noticed, and then like, I had said earlier carolyn mays brought up in one of her workshops is you would go to these new age workshops and i've been going to them for a long time since wow probably the early 90s maybe you shouldn't call them new age yeah they're old the old age <laughs> but then that would make it like it's a geriatric so new age workshops spirit spirituality workshops and what you would find is you would have people that would feel they were so enlightened and then they would say you know, I can't sit across from that person because they have such negative energy. It's just this negative energy is coming at me. I just can't take it. I'm very sensitive to energy. I understand that. I'm highly sensitive. It's not up to that person to shift their energy. As Carolyn May says, worry about your own energy. Keep your eyes on your own fries. You know, (laughs) worry about your own energy. What are you putting out there? Worry about that. Don't worry about what they're doing. Protect yourself. Put your own energy out. So, my dear, I have to repeat that if Mm, that's okay. You may.
2: Keep your eyes on your own fries. (laughs) I just heard that lately. Okay. Keep your eyes on your own
1: fries. Right. Keep your eyes on your own fries. Keep your nose out of everybody's business. It's not your monkeys. It's you worry about yourself and how you're reacting. So there's all these different modalities that you can learn. And so, you know, where do you start? Like if you want to learn about meditation or you want to learn about changing your body or you want to learn about anything. So there's so many different resources out there now and you want to kind of scrutinize it. You always want to, as you're watching something, check in and say, is this speaking to me? How do I feel on it? How does my body feel? When I'm listening to this person or reading this book, do I I feel better after I'm done watching it or listening or reading or do I feel worse and go from there? But YouTube can be a great resource for different um, modalities like learning how to do tapping, EFT. There's a lot of different things you can listen to, a lot of different there's lectures out there. So you just want to type in like what's bugging you and just see what's out there and listen. And does it resonate or doesn't it resonate? Um, so many books. And I love the library is as a, as a great reference instead of paying the money for it. Like go to the library, check something out. And then if the book really resonates with you, then buy it. Um, but look around, look at meetups, go to meetups. Um, I don't go to a ton of meetups, but I do do some. I also facilitate a meetup. Um, and we, people, people tend to gather together that should be together, you know, when you go to these things and then see how that's working for you. There's also, if there's alcohol is a problem or narcotics, there's Alcoholics Anonymous. If you have a loved one that is having an issue, there's Al-Anon or Alatine. There's all these different resources out there that can help you start moving forward in a more positive way. But if you want to start today, Start looking at what you're listening to, what you're reading and what you're eating and drinking Mm-hmm. and eating and drinking. And you can start right today doing that. And I guess, you know, you have to do the work. You have to do the work, but the work doesn't have to be complicated and it doesn't have to be a drag. If you're doing the work. And, you know, yeah, if you let go of sugar, you've got about two weeks where it's not going to be super fun. And actually, you've really got like three, four days where it's not going to be fun. The rest of the time isn't too bad.
2: But doing the work, even um, making an adjustment of what you're listening to or watching, if it's creating negative energy.
1: Right. You know, if you're walking away from something and you're super angry, then maybe you need to just watch it a little bit less and if you're super angry, then maybe it's time to take some action, right? If something's bugging you, just watching something isn't getting angry, isn't taking action. Use the anger as a catalyst to take some action. And when you start taking action, the anger will dissipate because you feel like you're doing something.
2: Yeah, no, I'm just thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's
1: that takes some work. It
2: takes work. Sometimes, you know. The anger can be who you're hanging out with, you know?
1: Right. So, I mean, if you're hanging out with angry people, then you need to start limiting the amount you hang out with. I mean, they'll tell you that if you go to Alcoholics Anonymous, you can't be hanging out with the same people.
2: Um, you know, I love this. This is a great introduction for many mo- more shows like this, mm-hmm. because um, we can't have world peace if we're not peaceful, as you say, right, right. And we have to learn how to keep our eyes on our own fries. Right. right. And, you know, if those fries are not edible, we need to make sure they're edible, right. And we need to
1: nurture our own world. Right. Keep your eyes on your own Brussels sprouts. (laughs) (laughs) Keep your eyes on your nicely roasted. Like we said,
2: everybody agrees, but it doesn't apply to them. That's not true. We can all make a difference. There's opportunity for all of us.
1: Yes, there is. So, Charles, thank you for this conversation. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. It's livened up my day. Mine too. And thank you for listening. And again, this is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we will see you next time. Bye, guys.